0: Hello, I'm Sophia. Welcome to season two of the I Made a Thing podcast. This project is all about helping those interested in business and in owning their own thing, in creating and doing something different, figuring out just how you can do it. When I wanted to do something different, I could only find American male role models. So here's something different made by Australian women featuring Australian women. Welcome back to the I Made a Thing podcast. Today I'm really excited to welcome Georgia. She's gonna introduce herself and talk about her business today. Welcome Georgia, thanks so much for
1: joining me on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Okay, tell me what is your business all about? So yes, my business, um, I am a virtual assistant. Um, So my business is Georgia Anne Virtual Assistant. And yes, I help uh, small business owners with all the backlog of a lot of the administration tasks um, and even systems and processes, getting them sort of up to date um, and really just taking a lot of the, I suppose, the back end of small business owners' businesses off them so they can get more time on their hands to try and you know grow the business and do a lot of the income producing activities.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. And it's actually a Friday, we've popped a bottle of wine, so if you hear some sips, that's why. (laughs) Yes. Wishing everyone a very happy Friday. And Georgia, I'd love to know a bit more about your story to owning your business because I know you didn't wake up straight away one day and say, hey, I'm gonna start a business. What was your journey into business ownership?
1: Yeah, so my journey, um, so I have been in sort of um, support roles, um, admin roles, for um probably 15, 16 years. And it wasn't until I um got a little bit older, maybe sort of late twenties, where I started to I wasn't in love with anything that I was really doing. Um, I was I enjoyed it enough, but it got to a point where I just knew there was something more for me out there. Um, but I just didn't know what that was at that time. Um, so I started to um, just get a little bit um, restless in in the job that I was in and just started doing a bit of research as to, um, you know, what it is I could maybe do on my own. Um, Because a lot of the jobs that I had didn't provide much flexibility either. So I was just, I was working long hour days and I just knew that something was, something more was out there for me. Um, So I started searching and um, one day I was just driving to work and I, I got to a point where I just had to make a change. I just knew it. Um, there was something inside of me saying, you've got to stop doing this. Um, I was unhappy with what I was doing. I wasn't performing my best and just overall, I suppose, mental health um, could be a lot better. And I just knew that the first thing I needed to do was reevaluate, um, you know, my career Um, and so, yeah, I stumbled upon, I knew I loved helping people. Um, so I stumbled across, yeah, a virtual assistant, did a bit of research into that and then started my own business and just took the plunge. So, and I haven't looked back. It's really good.
0: And when you say you were starting to feel unhappy, you mentioned maybe feeling a bit stressed. What were some of the indicators to you, like really maybe even physical indicators to you that your current career wasn't working for you?
1: Yeah, so, um... Well, number one, I would start dreading going to work. So that was sort of, um, you know, I'd wake up and I just was like, oh, just feeling blah, you know. Um, I wasn't fulfilled. But one of the biggest indicators for me was, um, and it was a pretty big one actually, um, I started to feel um, a little bit anxious after work. So I was, you know, big days at work um, and I just didn't feel right. Um, And so I got out of the car one afternoon and um, I went to go and cross the lights um, and had a full-blown panic attack in the middle of the road and could barely walk across the road. I had to, like, go back to sort of regroup. Um, I literally thought I was going to die. Um, So that was, for me, a big one. I knew that something was wrong. Um, And, yeah, so I took the time after that to try and just sort of figure out why that might have happened. And when it came down to it, Again, the first thing I knew I needed to change um, was my job and what I was doing because I was stressed, overworked, not happy. And so my body decided to, you know, wake up. So scary, but I look back now and, you know, if that didn't happen, maybe I wouldn't be here today, like, you know, doing what I'm doing. So. That was the physical, definitely physical <laughs> very physical. But not yeah. uncommon, is it, when not we talk to other all. female business owners? Not, not at all. It's um, I think uh, we tend to push ourselves and we always, we just sort of keep pushing through and I think, you know, we need to take that time to stop and really ask ourselves, you know, are, is this what we want to be doing? Um, but it took me a long time to get to that point. Um, you know, I just kept going and thought this is it, but... Yeah, I think as you get a bit older as well, a bit more experience, you think, mm, hang on, there's gotta be more to life than what I was doing anyway. You know, so that was a big one for me, big wake up call.
0: Massive, yeah. but, but as we said too, not uncommon and certainly not something to be ashamed of. Hmm. Did you, like after that panic attack happened and you took time to like, reassess and think about things, what in your brain said, you know, what would be a great idea? Starting my own business. Because just logically thinking about it then, it's like, well, we know business sh- business ownership is stressful mm. and it is a lot. So what made it an option for you
1: and, and an appealing option for you? So one of the big things for me, and I struggled with a lot, um, like I, I, I knew, again, it took me a little while um, to realise this, but for me... I felt like I was kind of trapped when I was at work. I was like, I just want to be able to go down the road and have a coffee and not be bombarded with where are you, what time are you coming back? You know, you need – I I suppose it was like, you know, having to be somewhere at a certain time was starting to really – I was starting to notice and realise that I didn't work – that I didn't want to work that way. Yeah. You know, I wanted that kind of freedom and flexibility. Now, even though running your own little business – you know, sometimes you're working more than what you were working full-time, but you're doing it for you. Yeah. And for me, it was, you know, I, I'm a hard worker. Um, I'm loyal. And I was like, you know, if I'm doing this for someone else, why can't I do this for myself? Um, so that was a big one for me. It was, you know, I'm, I'm doing such a good job for these people. Why can't I, do, and I just saw the possibility and the opportunity there? You know, um, if I can work this hard for someone, then imagine what I can do for me. I love that. And that's exactly the same
0: thought pattern I finally came to after my own breakdown. Mm. So that's kind of sad to hear in a way in that it took us to that point to actually then make the jump into being an entrepreneur and having our own business. And I guess that's why I want to have these conversations with women in business, because Mm. I don't want fellow women uh, or people that want to start their own business to get to the point that we had to get to, to then see it as a viable option and have the confidence to do it. So I hope these conversations are really going to help our listeners to go, you know
1: what? Absolutely. I don't need to be at breaking point to start my own business. So if you could kind of go back in time and tell ourselves that, because as I said, you kind of just, you know, push yourself because you just think this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what we should be doing. Um, But again, it does take, you know, um, it just took us a long time to kind of get there. So as you said, if you can help other people, younger women out there that are maybe going through the same thing, it's just, and also listening to your body. And again, we try and do it all and we just think, oh, we're fine. Stop, you know, stop complaining or stop whinging, you know, but
0: yes. So I think sometimes the other factor that doesn't help us is the comparison trap and Instagram and social media and, you know. Um, I know early on in my business, maybe about three years ago, there was a lot of like the boss babe kind of mantras on social media and that you can do it all. Um, You can't do it all. Absolutely Absolutely not. You really can't. And I'd love to talk a bit more now about what you're currently doing and how you're helping uh, other women in business and what you're seeing, where are the the wins for them in terms of engaging someone like yourself?
1: Yeah, so obviously, um, you know, I'm there to support business owners because they can't do it all um, and a lot of business owners um, come to me feeling very overwhelmed and overworked um, you know a lot of the time it's I, I just need I, I, I don't even know where I'm at anymore because they've also waited probably a little bit too long before they engage support guilty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guilty. And, but you know it's normal it is normal because again it's, it's um, taking the leap into that next sort of step and phase in your business and it's scary and you know I actually did a post this morning on you know taking a risk because everything that's you know everything that's um, involved with you know taking a risk means opportunity but it can be scary so they come to me when they are at that point where they just can't do it all anymore they're like if I really want to grow and um, you know Make more money, be happier, have more time at home, have more work life balance. I need that support. And so that's where I step in um, to help them and just take, also provide them with a little bit of guidance as to how we can make it work for them because that's the other thing. It's, you know, a lot of people don't know how it works and bringing someone into your business um, who you don't know and you haven't worked with before can be daunting, but it's absolutely worth it. I think too it's worth finding the right
0: person to work with and that's sort of my next question for you is mm-hmm. obviously I'm a business mentor but I'm not right for every business so in your role you're not right for every business either Absolutely. do not. you have some tips for someone who maybe has never engaged someone before they've probably never and I mean, I'm not saying that you're their employee, but they've never mm. been a boss. They've never had to be a leader. They've never had to engage someone or bring someone into their business. This is a totally different mindset for them.
1: Mm. How do they do a good job of it? How do they find the right person for their business? Yeah, and look, I'm not going to say that that's really easy either because I have had um, a lot of clients come to me after maybe they've used, you, um, you know employed someone or hired a contractor who isn't the right fit for them. So... I actually think sometimes going through those uh, experiences of not using the right person sometimes can actually help because then they know what they are looking for. Yep. I think uh, my biggest tip is, you know, do your research and, and really get to know your virtual assistant on a kind of personal level and always go with your gut. It's really important, you know, you've got to know before you even look for a virtual assistant or online business manager, really know what your goals are, what you you want them to help you with and open communication is absolutely key. Like you need to just be like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing here. That way your support person is there and should be there to hold your hand a little bit at the start um, and really guide you. Hey, let's start slow. Let me take a few things off for you. Um, I'm here to kind of, you know, help and support you as that right hand woman in your business, um, and I think that's really important. And just being able to, you should really get off a phone call with someone and feel good and be like, that's the person, that's my person. Feeling confident. Feeling confident. You tr- you have a feeling of trust already. Yep. That, that is number one. Like you, if you get off the phone or a Zoom call or something not feeling quite right, don't do it.
0: I think a big indication for me too, having gone through this process a few times now, is what's their onboarding process like? Absolutely. Is it professional? Is it streamlined? Uh, is it step by step? Is it, obviously, you're going to have to do some work. Yeah. Um, a VA or an online business manager is not a magician. You still need to put some effort in and give yes. them what they need. Um, but is that clear to you as to what you then need to provide them? And if it is, and as you're saying, then they're probably the right person. And and even if, you know, we're only human, sometimes we get it wrong, but maybe putting in place a trial period or setting some expectations there, do you think is also
1: helpful? Absolutely. So I always say to my new clients or or clients that might be considering, you know, um, hiring me as their VA is, we can have a trial period. And again, I think it's really important too that your VA or online business manager is actually open to that. So Mm -hmm. if you come to them and say, look, I would like to use your services um are we able to go on a trial period really that they should be saying yes i think um because it's a it's also a two-way so it's it's for either the client and the va to go hey let's give this a go and if it doesn't work not a problem um but let's have that trial period first so yeah there are definitely ways around you know um sort of beating that overwhelm you know like oh I don't know if this is going to work. Well, there's so many options. You can, you know, trial period. Yeah, you don't have to feel trapped. You're not not trapped trapped. at all. So I think it's just, you know, give it a go and you won't regret it.
0: Okay. So I want to know a little bit more about Georgia before you started the business and you're working. So after school, did you go pretty much straight into the workforce?
1: Yeah, so I um, didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and so I actually, good old fashioned, got the paper out. I <laughs> and there must have been like you know jobs in the back, um, and then yeah, I came across a um, traineeship actually for a law firm, conveyancing law firm, which was quite local to us. Um, applied for it and got the job. So I was there I think five six years. Wow, mm. and were you so were you on the Gold Coast then, or were you No, no, so I was in Brisbane. I grew up in Brisbane um, and yes, yeah, so I was sort of Northside girl. Um, yeah, so it was really, really handy, close to work and uh, that's what I did for yeah, six years. So,
0: Wow. And what other jobs have you done in your life?
1: So after that, then I, um, so because I was in the law firm um, doing sort of conveyancing, so I got a bit of um, insight into property um, and, you know, real estate. So, um, and my family was sort of into the real estate as well. We were just very interested in, you know, buying, selling houses and all that sort of stuff. So, um, from there, I actually got a job, uh, with my boss's best friend at the time, which was awesome. So I went to my boss at the time and was like, look, I think I want to get into real estate. And she said, well, you know, I want, it was really good. I want what's best for you. So then she got, uh, put me onto her friend and, and then I was there for again, six years, so, it was really good. Wow. Mm. And then your own business after that? No. no, and then so from there, I did a bit of um, selling in house and land. So, in construction, um, then I went back to sort of like an admin, customer service job. Again, that was probably over the, you know, six or seven years. And then I decided, right, I've done my time there in property. Um, and, yep, that's it. And then I started.
0: And is that a cl- uh, client contacting you just now on your phone, oh. Georgia?
1: To... <laughs> I was like, um, Yes, actually, it, it is. So, so always on the clock. clock. <laughs> but you know what? That's okay because I've got a wine in hand. It's a Friday. So, <laughs> so you know what? I'd be normally at work, work behind a desk right now.
0: <laughs> so, yes. Okay, so... What would be your advice for someone looking to become a VA or get into the online business management space or even just working in more of an online space helping people? So, my
1: biggest advice would be um, to go out there and start talking to people. So, get however you can, if that's networking online. Go and surround yourself and start asking questions to current virtual assistants or anyone in that online space and just start asking anything that you might be curious about. Um, Get yourself a mentor and just start. That's the best way that I have learnt um, anything in business. It's not the courses that I've done. It's not the programs that I've been in. It's, It's me surrounding myself with people who have been there and been where I want to get to. Um, and I think that's the most powerful thing that you can do. Um, and yeah, just talk to people, surround yourself with the you know like-minded women, um, and then just go from there. That would be my biggest biggest advice for anyone looking to get into that sort of online space.
0: I think that's great advice. I am going to pick your brain a little bit further on that topic. Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn. Maybe I've just finished school, or I'm looking for a career change and I see another VA that I've been following for a while on LinkedIn or maybe on Instagram, how do I actually reach out to them without them going, who's this dickhead?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. Look, I think just be you. Just be you. Like reach out like you normally would to a friend even. Just, you know, hey, Sophia, if it was you, um, I'm new to the, you know, online space or I see that you're a VA um I'm thinking about becoming a virtual assistant or doing something in that online space you know would you mind if I picked your brains or could we catch up for a chat I'm not sure if you'd be open to it but and most people will be okay with that I mean I know I would and if they're not then that's move on that's they're not for you um that's really all i can say is that you just be yourself um and talk like you would talk and ask the questions i think um you've just got to do it that's really the um the best way i think to do that
0: yeah i agree 100 percent. just be yourself i think that's it's so hard to do isn't it and it's so nerve-wracking to contact someone online that you might not know very well or at all yeah but i think you're right um we're normally really happy and honoured to help someone new that's mm. genuinely trying to get into our industry and, and understand more about it, because we know that we're stronger as a group, and the more of us that are doing a good job, the better the reputation of the industry, and the better that we can we can all do.
1: Yeah, and the other thing I will say on that is if you, so it's not maybe so cold, you know, start maybe liking some of their stuff, commenting on some of their posts, engaging with them. A little bit before you send the message you know um but you know if it was me and someone reached out to me just out of the blue, i'd be more than happy to help you know so again it's it's i've had people where i've reached out they haven't responded or they've just been quite nasty and it's you've got to build that that skin and it it takes time you know when i first started if someone wouldn't respond i'd be like oh my god and then you do you lose a bit of that confidence and you think well i'm not going to do that again but you've just got to keep going. I promise you, <laughs> promise you, um, you know, if you get knocked down, just keep going. Take the time off if you need it to sort of regroup, but just keep going and it will happen.
0: Okay, this last, well, the, actually the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking about passion and purpose. So wow. I wanted to kind of run by you Initially, when you were starting your business, were you driven more by passion or purpose, do you think, when you were starting out?
1: Purpose for me. Yeah. Purpose. And, you know, I truly believe even to this day, sometimes I question, you know, um, my passion and my purpose. You know, I know for a fact that I love helping people, and that's when I—that's f- how I kind of first fell into this. The re- everything else kind of came after that. So I just knew what can I do to help people, and what have I had experience in? Um, so, because I was like, you know, I suppose the basic admin—it's not my passion—and um, it's something that I have—I've gone on a bit of a journey to try. I suppose, try and find, but I don't think that's the right finding it. I think, you know, um, I believe you've got to sort of experience a lot of different things to then fall into your passion, I, I personally believe. Um, so, who knows? I mean, I'm always open to trying new things, um, but I definitely know that it's I love helping and connecting with people, and my virtual assistant business allows me to do that. So... Okay,
0: in terms of where you see your business going, what role do you think professionalism plays for you and for your industry more broadly? Because we know there's a lot of VAs popping up globally. And particularly with COVID, we've seen people getting more comfortable with working almost solely online now and seeing the possibilities of working with VAs all around the world. How do you think your industry and in Australia can remain competitive and be professional and and show up and, yeah, it's a bit of a complicated one, but, yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts on it because I think it's really important, particularly for people wanting to get into this space.
1: Yeah, and I know definitely now because of COVID and everything like that, it is something, and I've seen it already, where, you know, there are a lot of VAs out there that are popping up. Um, You have to have a point of difference and you have to be showing up with a level of professionalism. I truly believe, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, um, you know, people kind of jumping online um, with, you know, in their pyjamas or just no hair done, no makeup. And I'm not saying that you have to be completely done up, but you've got to show up like you are taking this business seriously and connecting with people on a personal and professional level um, and be providing value. You know, It's not just a matter of showing up and, and selling yourself either. It's, it's providing that value and building those connections because I think eventually um, it's not going to be just about, oh, if I just get online now, someone will sign up with me. Even though, yes, it's a very popular industry at the moment, um, you've still got to, if you want this long-term and you want repeat customers, um, I believe that, yeah, that showing up online professionally, providing value, um, and really focusing on connecting with, with your audience, um, is a big one because I, I believe that can lack, um, when I see, you know, videos and stuff online, you know, it's very much sell, 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 and you know, what I can do for you, but there's that kind of, I don't feel like I'd want to talk to them again, if, if that makes sense. It's kind of that personable, you've got to be personable, um, and trustworthy and trustworthy. Yeah. Absolutely. And building that trust we know is no easy task. no. Because, you know, you might get clients at the start and, you know, a bit of a, you know, you're like, yes, you know, but you've got, to, you've got to build that relationship to keep it going because people will leave. They know, you know, if they don't trust you and they're not feeling like it's quite right, they will leave. So you've got to have a long-term, really a long-term goal as to what your point of difference is. Um, and I know for me, that's definitely that connection, that trust. Um, and that's how I sort of find my clients and, and get my clients so yeah
0: so when people ask me how I get my clients and I say word of mouth they're often quite surprised because I'm Mm -hmm. you know I'm active online and and I invest online how about for you are you getting clients repeat clients or new clients word of mouth are you getting them online yeah so
1: look um at the start when I first started about two and a half years ago I was very active online I was showing up every day now mind you I was also putting myself under a lot of pressure you know, it's like, oh my God, I've got to get online. But it worked. Okay. This was two years ago. So it did work showing up stories, you know, putting posts up every day. Um, and then when I had a bit of a shift in my business, I, um, wasn't as active, but I found that I was starting to get referrals. So my clients, clients, or my clients would start mentioning my name and that, and then I just was like, people would say, how are you getting your clients? And I was sort of like, oh, but they're just sort of coming to me. But when I think about it, that it's referral um, and networking. So I'm a big, big believer um, in showing your face, networking, here's my business card. They're connecting with me on a personal level, in person, no better way. Um, yeah, So and social media, you know, I fo- a little feeling it's sort of changing as well. Like I'm not focusing fully on that. I'm more about networking. Um, and building connection that way okay
0: so let's talk about challenges business is not smooth sailing there are probably more challenges than there are good times (laughs) particularly early on let's be real yes what's been your
1: biggest challenge do you think when you look back on your business so for me my biggest challenge is and yeah was I suppose and still is a little bit is pricing knowing and believing what I'm worth and it's something that I still to this day (laughs) um struggle with it's it's um you know knowing that I'm worth what I'm charging and not backing down when having that courage to not back down when someone questions your pricing because you think that you need all these clients um Oh, massive. That's, that's my – I'm very passionate about it because I'm like, oh, my God. I, I work on it every day. Um, and, you know, it's tough. It's, it can be really tough because um, you sort of think, well, I need this client. So what's – you know, if I just decrease my price by $20 or $10, it's fine. But I tell you, it, it does not work because you look at your bank account at the end of each week and you think, why am I not seeing growth and it's because I'm not charging what I'm worth and um, what I should be charging, so.
0: And how much has worrying about pricing and worrying about our clients coming to you and saying, oh, I'm not going to pay that, how much has that actually played out in reality versus what's
1: going on in your head? Yeah, so what's going on in my head is a lot. Um, I I get too yeah, into my head, I suppose, it's... It, in reality, it's always works out fine. So when I have gone and like recently, I'll give you an example. Recently I have been thinking about upping my prices with this particular client. Um, and it took me about three weeks to actually
0: You're looking really intensely at me, Georgia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, it's not, not you. you, no, you you're great. Right. <laughs> don't worry I'm not (laughs) it's it's not not you you. it's not not you you. (laughs) but um yes no it's I knew that I had to increase my prices um especially with this client so literally took me three weeks to build up that mindset of you know you need to do this like you're worth this and what you're getting paid now from this client is not okay. Um, not the client's fault at all. It's, it was purely what was in my head. And I was thinking, if I, what if I up my prices and she leaves and she's a good client, you know, on and on. And everyone around me, like my partner especially, was like, oh my God, you, you know, but it was something I had to, I have to and still am battling, you know, it's, you're worth this. And um, anyway, sent the email, not a problem at all was the response. Happy to, happy with the increase. So that is what reality is <laughs> compared to what's in my head.
0: And how long had you been worrying about sending that email, do you reckon?
1: Over a month. Wow. That, that was literally how long it took me. I've been thinking, thinking, thinking. Um, and, you know, to be honest, at the start also of my business, when I would maybe increase my price $5, $10, I did have some clients who would question that, and that plays a big you know, it's obviously in built into me that I haven't gotten over that fully yet. So I'm worried and I'm scared that the next time I do it, they're going to say the same thing. Um, do you know why they question you, those particular clients? Well, not I didn't not really. I mean, no, I don't. I don't know why they question me. Can you tell me why do you think? <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think it was about your approach and maybe lack of confidence too do you think that played into it
1: yeah look it might have been I think maybe um, especially at the beginning I wasn't um, you know experienced in that area so yes I think you know probably the way that I, I said it they were probably like mm, you know um, so yeah and
0: communicating I, value as well I know when we yeah. first start out everyone's bad at that yeah Yeah, everyone I I didn't know
1: how to communicate value I didn't it was just hey my prices my pricing's going up and and then they'll just sort of come back at this you know oh that's a that's a bit of an increase and you know we've only been working together such you know and and that's why so so timing timing as as well timing absolutely um is something that you need to consider I think um, not sort of putting your prices up every sort of month, um, but yeah. I def- think that was my phone. Was that, that your time? phone? Now? Oh, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> not just me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So timing, confidence, delivery. Absolutely. Set and setting those expectations up. Yeah. Front. But a, I mean, I guess front, too, yeah. like you've just got to go through that, don't you? Oh no There's no. My God. There's no um, Shortcuts, really? No. It's like
1: with anything in business, you've just got to go through all this uncomfortableness and stepping out of your comfort zone to be able to then become good at it, and then become, you know, get to a point where, hey, I don't mind asking for. Hey, this is what this is what it is, you know. But I think because it, you you're worried. Well, for me anyway, like, what if I lose that client? And how am I gonna? Will I be able to eat that week? You know, like it's. But that I think that comes down to having confidence in yourself and that you have the ability to provide excellent work for your client and you're worth what you're charging. Um, And yeah, just showing them that this is why I'm worth it. I never did that. And you know, this is, you pay me this because I deliver this, this and this. Um, That was definitely something that I didn't put to them and, and that's why they probably questioned it. So, but then I got into that mindset after that was I'm not good enough. I'm not obviously not worth it because they're questioning it. And then yeah, the endless sort of battle but definitely gets better over time, more experience. Practice makes perfect. Oh, oh my goodness, my I sound like my That's mother. One thing, business for me is that the whole pricing and, and money side of it. Yeah, asking for that price increases. So, it's my biggest challenge. Okay, so we've talk, We've touched a little
0: bit on social media and our presence online we know how common it is particularly for women to fall into that comparison trap and particularly if you're already spending time online for work and you like let's be real you can't escape it yeah both of us in our roles in our in our respective businesses are online for work and have to be online a fair bit yes how do you stop yourself spiraling with the comparison trap and looking at other VAs and what they're doing or just even other women in business who might, yeah. you might perceive as being more successful than you how do you cope with that
1: so at the beginning, I didn't. I was not very good at coping with that at all. I would, um, you know, in, especially in my head, just be like, you know, why they, why do they seem more successful than me? Why they seem a bit more confident than me? You know, why, why? And you know, it's build up in your head, you know, as to, yeah, how come you're not maybe at that level? Um, so that was a real struggle for me and and my. I suppose what I did to try and fix that was get off social media altogether. So I would actually like nearly to the point of deleting my account, not just logging out and putting it there. It was like, no, I can't, I can't, I just can't do this anymore. Like it's not working. So I would actually delete and, and I'll be honest, I've had a few accounts, you know, because I've, no, maybe I'm not good at this, you know. Um, but again, as I then surrounded myself and, and asked other women how they um, I suppose, coped with comparison and all that sort of stuff, I started to learn that whatever's working for them isn't necessarily working for you or won't work for you. Like the way they show up works for them. They're comfortable doing that. It comes easy to them. And, you know, I read a lot of books and I'm very much into personal development um, and they all say, you've got to do what works for you. Um And also, you never know their whole story either. So they might be showing up online looking like they've got the perfect life, the perfect job, the perfect clients. Mm, Yeah, there's always – it's just stay in your own lane. Surround yourself with positive, like-minded women. You do you and it will just come to you.
0: Yeah. Well, what do they say? It takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Yeah. Yeah and i call bullshit on 99 percent of particularly at the moment i'm seeing a lot of reels with like i just had a 40k month oh, or
1: bullshit. even like yeah.
0: a, I saw a 300k year was the latest one i saw but yet they were running some sort of program and when they showed like a copy of their screen and who was in their program i saw like four people and i'm like well the maths the basic maths tells me you're not making a 300k year and even if you are the fact that you're putting it out there in that manner if that's the only way that you can convince people to be involved with your business I think is actually ethically wrong and particularly when we're talking about this subject for women we know how hard it is for women with pricing and getting ahead I I hate it. I hate seeing yep. it. And I yep. really discourage anyone from, from doing that, from selling their services or their products in that uh, manner. It's
1: such a turn off. But can I just say, and so a couple of things here, I was actually having a conversation this morning with a girlfriend of mine about that. She was like, I'm not really active on social. She's like, I can't stand that same thing of people, you know, oh, I earned this. And if you come into my program, you'll earn this. And I just, so I, I have been... Um, I was like shiny object. I I, I have spent the money because I have been like sold into, oh, well, she can make 30, 40K months. So I can too. I'm going to go and buy her program or her course. Um, You know what that did just left me in a lot of debt, a lot of debt and nowhere closer to my goal. Um, And I think you're right. The more people are out there sort of telling the world that that's what they're making, like, and as you said, maybe they are, but what's it saying about them for them to need to tell people that, you know? And I think, and, and if they're not, then it's a little bit sad in a way as well, because what are they feeling to want to, wanna, or the need to kind of splash that into the world, you know? Um, And look, and
0: I want to be clear too, there's a difference between actually, I know some women in business have been really clear about exactly what they're making. They've pretty much made their financial statements available to people to actually give women who are starting out in different businesses and different industries, a bit like how you can look up career, you know, salaries, give women a realistic idea about the expenses and the revenue. And some of them, you know, are spending thousands of dollars on ads and advertising in order to make that or the equivalent amount and they've been very honest about that that is a different story i'm not talking about those those people in business but what we're talking about is if it's too good to be true and those shiny objects and Mm. when you start spiraling and it happens to all of us and there's part of the brain that goes oh maybe that's true maybe she is making that maybe i should do something different Yep. yep Do you have any tips when you start feeling like that or thinking that yes. about what you do? Do you unfollow people? Do you limit what you're seeing of them? What, how do you... Absolutely. absolutely.
1: So I've actually just gone through and unfollowed quite a lot of people that um, I just didn't relate to or they weren't aligning with me and I, I got that kind of feel of like, Ooh, you know, a bit ick. And look, I never have been and probably never will be a typic, like a, a real hard seller. Like, again, it's all for me, it's all about... We're going to work together if we like each other and that we've just got that relationship. I'm all about that. So unfollow. um, And if you feel as though, and this is just talking from experience, like that you are getting that sort of, oh, maybe maybe I'll do that. It, It seems really good. Take a day, two days to sit and think about it. And if you still feel the way that you felt when you first kind of saw the ad or was, you know, whatever whatever it is that you felt like you wanted to sign up to, then maybe consider it. But you've got to, for me, I never took the time. I was like, oh, my God, sign me up. Sign me up. I, I need that. But I really think a tip is, yeah, to just take your time to make the decision. Don't jump into it. And maybe go and talk to some other people, again, who are where you kind of want to be. Hey, did, do you think this is a good idea? Or what? you know, have you ever done this sort of thing before? Because I tell you what, once I've, once I've done, and I've done a lot of them, um, and then after the fact, I would talk to people and they'd say, oh, you should have spoke, you know. They said, I've been there. I've done it before. You should have come to me first. I'm like, I should have, but I didn't know any better, really. So if we can kind of help people, like,
0: yeah, let's us like rush into the decision. decision. Yeah, let's be open about this yeah. and really when you're first starting up in business there is so much that you can learn and do for very little investment oh, my God. you don't need to spend thousands of dollars on a course it's not the right time for you most of the time
1: yeah it's just too early yeah. in your business Yeah. and let's be honest do people really go from zero to 60k in a, in a month like you know it's like oh, you're just starting your business if there's so many more steps like I don't know, I just, there's a lot of that, oh, you know, you started a business, I can take you from here to here in, you know, a month and I just think, oh, oh, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, look, it would be very unusual and, and it's about, you know, it is risk and reward and how much you want to put in and how much yeah. you want to take away and people saying, oh, you know, I made a 30K month or whatever it might be. Yeah, okay, cool. You made 30K in revenue, but how much did you spend? Yeah. Because some of these people, like we mentioned before, are spending a ton on advertising, and do you want to be an overnight success or do you want to have a sustainable business yes. that is going to serve you and be something that you can do for you know 10 20 years even and that's or the longer thing. Yeah.
1: yeah and like I don't I don't disagree with courses and programs do not get me wrong I think a lot of them yeah are great for people and there are ones that I've done that have really resonated and helped with me uh, helped me but um I just, yeah, at the end of the day, I just, yeah, I've just learnt that if you just can be yourself, it will, and learn from others, it it will naturally come come to you. It absolutely will.
0: Okay, so we got a little bit dark and sad there for a moment. (laughs) 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 We've touched on it a couple of times, but support networks. Mm. And both of us are very passionate about this. You're so passionate about it. <laughs> you started another business, basically. Yep. Talk, well talk to me about, about that. Yeah.
1: So, look, I'm uh, – and a lot of people that know me know that I love sort of uh, connection, conversation, meeting people, finding out people's stories and just really supporting and helping people where I can. And plus, I absolutely love coffee. <laughs> um, so, I – when I moved to the Gold Coast, I didn't actually know anyone, Um So I had a girlfriend in Brisbane who um, had started a bit of a networking event. It's called Business and Beans. And she said to me, um, Georgia, why don't you start it on the Gold Coast? Um, Especially since I had just sort of – I was here and I didn't know anyone. New business. I was like, you know what? Why not? So – I took over the business um, and started running it on the Gold Coast um, and it was it's basically a business networking over coffee in the morning, very casual, not your typical walk into a room and feel like, you know, scared. Everyone's standing
0: around and there's little oh, like clicks, yes. little like clicks you feel of form, like you're sweating, sweating, you're sweating you're like, but like for some no reason you're talking to me, <laughs> me
1: and you're always wearing a blazer. I know, why? <laughs> because it's like, that's, yeah, why? Because that's like the, I don't know, what people used to do
0: Yeah, business. business, It's old school, isn't it? Old school. It's very masculine networking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, you know, what can I do that involves obviously something I love, which is coffee, something, you know, talking to people, connecting. And so, yeah, Priscilla, um, my business partner actually said to me, yeah, why don't you do it down the Gold Coast? So that's, I've done that and I've met some amazing, amazing women like yourself (laughs) and, um, Yeah, I've got some clients from it as well and um, it's just been really good. So, that is how much I think connecting with people is really important when you're starting out in business.
0: Yeah, and we've all had negative networking experiences Mm. and networking doesn't come naturally to many of us because it's asking you in a room full of strangers usually to go and talk to another stranger, tell them about your business, which is probably a new business, let's be real. Put yourself on the line. Open yourself up to judgment. Mm. It's super intimidating. Oh, so intimidating. So I know this week actually you've been talking a little bit about, or was it last week? I can't this remember. I sorry. Um, about how to kind of tackle that fear in a really practical way. Do you have some tips for people about approaching networking, particularly if you're new to business?
1: Yeah, look, and it can be very daunting. And, you know, lucky for me, like I still, you know, be- I'd still do, especially going to those bigger networking events, find it a little bit daunting, I suppose. But I suppose if you could maybe bring a friend even to begin with, if you know anyone who would just come along. them They don't have to be in business. Just bring kind of like a buddy um, to, yeah, come along and that might make you feel a bit more comfortable. Um you know, follow them a little bit, again, on, on social media to see if you think you might connect with them, um, see how big it is, see what kind of things they're offering, what kind of content even they're putting out there, and you can get a bit of a feel um, for what it was, what it's going to be like if, if they're showing up and showing you what their events are like, um, and maybe start off small. So like something like a business and beans event, it's a smaller group, it's a coffee You're not in a big room. So maybe, you know, start off something like that and then work your way to maybe the bigger events. Um, But I definitely think bring the buddy, you know, and and practice. Get a friend and practice how to have a conversation with someone. It's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Oh, my God, never. I walk away, I'm like, oh, my God, I've had the best time. And it
0: should feel like that. It
1: should build you up and and get you excited. Yep. Yep. And as a host of the, you know, catch-ups, I'll always, and I think it's so important to make people feel comfortable, like get up, go over, give them a hug, you know, make them feel comfortable because then they're going to want to come back and they're going to feel more comfortable to have a conversation. I think that's really, really important.
0: And I can honestly say from the thousands of dollars I've spent on courses, Mm -hmm. advice, mentoring, um, my education, my degrees, everything. Mm. The most powerful thing, number one thing for me is the support that I get from other women mm. in business. Yeah, I cannot emphasize enough <sighs> the importance and the power of surrounding yourself with the right people. It, yeah. But also it takes time. Like it takes a long time. It's taken me years to get to this point.
1: So the sooner you yeah. can start, oh, absolutely. it's such an advantage. Absolutely. Again, yeah, it's the support and, and you know what? I I didn't think that at the start. When I started my I never was like you know, having the support's going to help me so much. But oh my god, especially in the past year, it's like it's like magical what surrounding yourself with a good support network can do for you personally and mentally and in your business. And I've made some great friends from networking too, by the way. Like it's not just about business either. Totally. I mean, we wouldn't be
0: here now having this conversation if it wasn't for Business and Beans. We've both worked with each other already. And opportunities
1: just start, I don't know, it's the universe, right? Yeah. Opportunities just start opening up and the more people you meet and talk to and that is why, like, you can always hide behind a screen and get on social media, but it's not real. Let's be honest. Like, it's not, you know, real, real. If you're out there and you're showing up in person to an event or to a catch-up, whatever it may be, handing your business card over that, you know, and having just a genuine conversation, that's where it's at.
0: We say that not in lockdown, mind you. We are very privileged oh, yeah. on the Gold Coast <laughs> right now. Yes, <laughs> yes, all yes, the, yes. All the Absolutely. Victorians yes. and Sydney-siders are just rolling their yeah. eyes right now. I know, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Bear with, bear with. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we – I mean, you can only do what you can do. But I guess, too, if you kind of take – like, if we go back to the sort of start of our conversation when we're talking about approaching – Um, People and not approaching them cold online Mm. and kind of taking a bit of, well, okay, if I was going to go up to this person in real life, how would I approach them? And how would I kind of build up to that conversation? And I think, you know, never expect anything for free too. There's nothing worse than if someone wants my advice for free, Mm. even though I'll probably give it. Mm. But if someone kind of comes to me with like, any kind of trickery or like, you know, we've all been there, we've all been approached by some sort of pyramid scheme. And I think we kind of think that that's how someone's going to react to us with a very genuine question of wanting help. And that's just not the case. And if you make it very clear that you're prepared to pay for that person's time, um, perhaps take them out for a coffee or lunch, even look, they might be too busy. They might not have time to do that for you. But on the flip side, maybe they can't commit to a coffee date or going out for lunch, but maybe they can answer some questions or give you an insight or recommend someone else that does have the time to do that. So yeah. never be scared to reach
1: out, Absolutely. I guess. Absolutely. Just summary. keep going and keep reaching out until you do find that person who is willing and has the time to be able to help you because, um, yeah, it's, it's so life-changing. Absolutely. And especially if you are in that online space and you're working from home, you need that connection. You need to surround yourself and get out, get out of your comfort zone and, and meet people because, um, yeah, you can just get in your head so much. So, yes, that's very passionate about that.
0: <laughs> I'm going to circle back again because I, I just realized we didn't touch on some of the core skills that are really important to you as being an assistant and in that assistant space. Just generally, I guess, as an assistant, what skills do you think are important? And then what sets you apart in the
1: online space, do you feel, Georgia? So definitely um, skills would be um, to be at the ability to adapt to the way that your client works and also their personality. Um, so being open to, okay, maybe this client's a little bit more direct. Great. Well, I'm going to, you know, um, work with that. Um Obviously, just being really um, communication and and very organized as well. For me, um, managing a lot of different inboxes and calendars and people's time, um, you've got to be organized and, um, but yeah, communication, absolutely. You've got to have that open communication and not be afraid to ask your client things if you're not sure. Um, That's a really, really big one as well, Um, but adapt. Yeah, being adaptable is a really, really big one, I think. Um, Where do you think
0: people go wrong as VAs? What are some of the mistakes that you see I happening? I think,
1: yeah, not asking for help if they need it. So pretending that they know what they're doing and they don't. They've never been experienced or done something before, but they have just saying, yes, I'll do it because that's what they think they need to say. So that's definitely something um, there. And then also just being too available, um and not setting those expectations from the start. And I'll put my hand up to say that that's definitely something that I struggled with at the start. I was very available. And so when I started to kind of go into that burnout phase, it was all on me because I was putting those, I didn't set the expectations. My clients thought that they could reach out to me whatever they needed. It was weekends, it was late nights and I would always be like, oh my God, I gotta get back to them. Bit of that people pleaser coming out in me. Um, So that's something I've got to work on. So boundaries, you've got to set boundaries at the beginning and you can do it in a nice way and your clients respect you for that yep
0: well thank you so much georgia for your time today That's okay
1: thank you so much for having me it's been fun
0: it's been a great chat and i think it's going to be really useful for anyone so, yeah. who wants to either be a va hire a va or just generally looking to start or grow their business yeah. how can we find you
1: well, I am on Instagram, um, so it is Georgia Anne Virtual assistant, and then also on Facebook, um, Georgia Anne Virtual Assistant, um, or my personal, which is Georgia Anne Wade, um, on Instagram and Facebook as well, so. and LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn, yeah. So Georgia Wade um, Virtual Assistant, so. and you post some great
0: content, and oh, I'm really you. loving the reels as well.
1: They are reels. I don't mind getting in front of the camera every now and again. Yeah, I have a bit of fun with it. Again, it's practice, practice isn't it? Practice and yeah. not taking yourself too seriously, and perfection. You've just got to, because you know, I used to spend hours in front of the camera. Sometimes, like, no, nope, not good enough. But that now I'm like, oh my goodness, it does not matter.
0: And and it happens to you you're all the time. You're up. Yeah, and you're real. Let's be real. Yeah, like, I know. Well, I I think the last reel I posted, I was like, I wasn't loved even going to. You were dancing, weren't you? you were doing oh, something. I can't remember what I was doing. But <laughs> I was. So, I didn't post it for a week because I was like, this is awful. And then I was like, you know what? no yeah, like, no it's not and also this is like this is going to make someone feel better exactly so i'm just going to post it
1: and no one's perfect and you know what if you want to sit there for a whole day and make it perfect then that's what you want to do but it isn't going to pay your bills no, either and it's not time for that
0: <laughs> and it's not um it's not allowing you to do what you do best and deliver value to your clients
1: yeah. one thing i will say too is that be in flow like if it's not coming easy or naturally to you trust me you're going to absolutely resent showing up and you're going to resent your work like just do you and that's yeah the rest will follow
0: we'll finish on that note thanks again georgia (laughs) thank you happy friday everyone find out more about the i made a thing podcast by heading to the website at com. there you can listen to all previous episodes read the show notes and access any resources and further reading.